Hey guys, I'm gonna start answering all your marketing questions and concerns on here. I'm gonna give you quick bite-sized actionable marketing strategies and tactics that will help you attract new patients immediately and grow your practice. Every Monday, a short episode will come out and each month we will be covering a topic. Topics like ground marketing, Google AdWords, internal marketing, reputation management, and more. And I will have experts, agencies, and professionals give us step-by-step instructions you can easily implement. What you're listening to will be actionable steps you can do today. No strings attached. And then you will see the results. So without further delay, let's get into our Monday morning marketing episode. Hey, Nicole, so talk to us. Tell me one or a couple tactics, strategies, thoughts that we can do with the insurances that you know can definitely help other practice owners out if we were to implement it today. Well, if you're talking about we're getting out of network with insurances and how to use your marketing for that, I have some great tips that work for me. Some of them were a bit of a slow build. So since we're at the beginning of the year, if you commit to it now, you'll definitely see results within, I would say by summer and hopefully by the end of the year with an explosion of either patient growth or the capacity to give yourself confidence to finally get out of network with especially the worst insurances. So the first thing I did um, on my own Mm -hmm. would start building up some of my Facebook audience and Instagram. So I just got involved with a lot of groups and networking to try and see what would, what worked in other markets and whatnot. So you could use some of the marketing groups on Facebook for dental marketing or whatnot. And then I would actually kind of copy and steal ideas. Okay. And what I mean is if I saw something on someone else's feed that was a fantastic video, why not put your own spin on it and your own slant and record your own for your own social media? And I started watching people that had a lot of followers. And again, none of this costs anything. So that's a good place to start, especially if you don't know your voice. My second tip is I know a lot of people are not comfortable on camera. But in the, over the past eight years of honing, I've amassed a couple hundred videos. All of them were shot low budget. A good portion were shot by me. Others were shot by a professional videographer, but very, very low budget. Mm-hmm. And we put them all on YouTube. So this past week, I got five patients just from my YouTube channel, which doesn't cost me anything. Really? Um, and my YouTube channel isn't an active channel like Dr. Pimple Popper or one of those, but people will Google search certain items and they have stumbled upon my videos and a lot have made drives from Las Vegas. So someone on Monday made a five-hour drive because she watched my YouTube video last week and wanted to see if I could treat her root canal too. So that's a really helpful tip is to also cross-link and cross-post. So on your website, If you are doing these videos, you can post it on your website and then also background post it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's closed caption. That's that's another good point. (laughs) Avoid a lawsuit. But um, you can cross post a lot of things to increase traction and stickiness in your community. Yeah. Um, My third tip that I've stolen from everyone is, but that's really good advice, is to know who your key target audience is. 
who is your ideal consumer? Dr. Yasnan, who's a very famous Instagram dentist. Hers is someone named Olivia, who's 38 years old and drives a Range Rover, who's a stay-at-home mom and has two kids. But the clearer you can be with who your key target audience is, it's going to help you develop a voice that will also help you stand out in your community. Because the reality is, whether you're in network currently or wanting to go out of network, you need to have something to differentiate. Even if it's something like a Sarah milling unit, I got mine, but I put a lot of it out on social when I first got it. And here in San Diego, we're one of the highest user bases of Sarah at the time. In mm -hmm. 2014, there was over 500 users. And I would get new patients every week that would ask me, why does no one else do this but you? Which is obviously not true. Yeah. But I think a lot of people don't self-promote about the things that do make them different. You should come here for one day. Dentistry was my first big builder for my practice. Offer different services. A lot of people want one-stop shopping. Mm -hmm. So when you have to have those conversations of, well, what do you mean? You're not going to do my root canal or you're not going to do my implant. Then you have to go for a consult. That money is going out of your practice. And I don't mean to do every single thing under the sun, but if you can think about incorporating things for me, in the beginning of my ownership, doing things like the clear liner therapy and the Sarac One Day Dentistry were great items that I could use for marketing and on social media and on my website. So those were really helpful for me. Got you. So these are like the three tips, right? Or three things we should be doing before dropping or like, what, what would you recommend? Like, I do would it now. say to do it now. Okay. And I would not suggest dropping until you can do all of those things. And that also needs a dedication to doing that. Once you get into your workflow, so they say what, 21 days it takes to make a habit. So yeah. if you post something or you create content every day for 21 days, then you'll see that it becomes a habit and it's actually quite easy. So when I tried outsourcing my social media or marketing or trying to develop who my ideal patient was, mm -hmm. I found that they were only putting things out once a week, every other week, and it's hard to build traction that way. So if you're excited about surgery, post some pictures about why you do certain surgeries or what makes your technique different or special. Post pictures of bloody teeth if you like. There's the bloody tooth guy who has a huge following. There's a lot of things, no matter what your ideal market is. I have friends who only want to do all on fours. I have friends who only want to do cosmetic smile makeovers. I like doing biologic dentistry. And that's been a really easy differentiator for me because very few people in the area do what I do or have the equipment that I like to use. So most frequently I do videos about why I like using my laser, the advantages to using the laser. And it also translates into people seeing more value. Like mm -hmm. I pay for that, you know? Yeah. So... Those are some of the, the things I think are, that are easy, low-hanging fruit for people to tackle starting on Monday. Starting the, okay, wow. Okay, so like if we were to start on Monday, we start doing that, create like our 21 content. Then it's like, okay, we're getting traction. We got like one or two new patients. What if somebody's like, oh, I got a patient, but they, you know, they have insurance and stuff and I'm trying to drop it. So you would start with that first to see what the traction is. Because it is, it's a slow build. Mm -hmm. So you can easily ramp up, but it does take doing the work front-ended first. 
I wouldn't say starting on Monday, say, okay, 90 days from now, I want to be out of all insurances. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send the letter today. And in 90 days, I hope that this will have caught up because that can lead to disaster. So I would say start now with the intention of dropping before the end of the year. Gotcha. Do you think it's realistic, Nicole, if like I started now, what, you, what you're telling me, we're doing it throughout the whole time. And then I'm telling myself, I'm half of my practice, 50% is PPO, right? Insurance-based. I want it by the end of this year, 100%. It did take me longer than that. It took okay. me two years. And part of that that I think took longer was some of the team changes that came with COVID. If you have a team and you're not constantly retraining, it is a very realistic goal because you have two recall cycles starting now. Or you could say within one year from today. The reality is most people and employers are dropping dental insurance. So when I started my career 20 years ago, it wasn't the golden egg and it isn't. It continues to get worse and worse and worse. And patients are really starting to see that. And you see it with concierge medicine developing, like the pediatrician I go to will courtesy bill insurance, but I have to pay up front first. It's really becoming the norm now. So I would tell people to let go of their fear, be very clear in their intentionality with the exact deadline drop. And then you start with these items I've mentioned. And then the second phase is once you have an actual drop date, you work on team culture and supporting the team on training and accepting that you're no longer going to be in network insurance. Because mm-hmm. the team members can be a huge obstacle if they aren't approaching it in the right way. What would be approaching it the wrong way? Oh, hi. Um, yeah, do you take my um, insurance? It's Delta Delta. No, I'm sorry. We don't take your insurance. Okay, thank you. Versus, well, if you don't mind me asking, who am I speaking with? Oh, Michael. Hi, this is Joanne. How did you hear about our office if you don't mind me asking? Oh, actually, my best friend, so-and-so. Oh, we love her. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And I actually broke a tooth and blah, blah, blah. So they're going to start telling you the mm-hmm. story. And all they're really asking, insurance might not even be a factor. But if we start the conversation with that, then it becomes an obstacle. So there are insurance-driven patients, but I've had a lot that left and have come back. Because again, if you're building value or they know it's different or they know that they're not going to be upsold on everything and hard pushed, I think that that patients are very aware nowadays and they're actually looking for that. Yeah. I like what you said too about being clear, the intent, having an intent date. Mm -hmm. What happens when we have an intent date? Like, let's just say, okay, I'm going to drop my first one and uh, it's going to be in March, right? And then March 1st comes around, you're like, I'm not ready. Yeah. So it takes 90 days to fully get out and you have to sometimes pursue them. I mean, I just even, I've been out of network with some for four years, four years. And I got a letter saying that someone was in network and I'm like, you got to call on this. And we drop back the state. So sometimes it takes a while to extricate yourself. So I would say to that person, still be committed. And I would say drop first, the very worst ones. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is they are, had tentacles, just like we, with all this root systems where the meats just keep popping up over and over and over again. The insurance is, you might say, I'm going to drop principal, but you don't realize you might actually be dropping six or seven other plans that they attached you to that you weren't even aware that you were, quote, accepting. And so the reality is, in the sub-language of those, they say, 
that the accepted fee schedule will correlate with whatever the lowest one was. So when you initially signed up, maybe they paid you $900 per crown. And now this other umbrella plan that they take, it, you're going to now agree to accept $750. And that's going to include the build up. Mm-hmm. So the first, a first step in that is to decide which ones are the worst, which ones have the worst exclusions. And the easiest conversation with patients is unfortunately, they were paying us a lot less than it costs us to keep our lights on. And I really value my team and want to make sure that we're not letting insurance get in the way of us doing quality treatment. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to say, no, I want you to treat me like crap yeah. and give me like something that's 50 years old. They yeah. want the robo surgery with laparoscopy and whatnot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you saying that almost kind of like makes you think like, oh my gosh, like I don't even want to have this insurance anymore because of the the whole situation of like, they're not paying you guys enough, you know, type of deal. Well, like, you know, if you have a good rapport with patients, you could even say, uh, Diana, my sister's been with me for years. What would you think if I cut her pay in half and told her that she should still keep the job and I took away all her vacation pay? Mm-hmm. Do you think she'd still want to work for me? And just silence. They'd be like, no way. And what if you're with your job for 20 years and you never got a raise? Because with this insurance, they actually cut my pay. And I've been taking the same thing for 20 years. You know, you don't have to go into a lot of detail, but I can tell you how many patients I've had that when I was in the transition process were completely receptive because they're like, oh my God, yeah, totally. I completely understand. Yeah. So I think... That again, the intentionality of it, if your mindset is clear and you actually do some digging and you look at how much you're writing off, especially in a lot of the plans, or, or for me, it was a lot of frustration with not only getting paid a lot less, but it taking six months with five narrative submissions and resubmissions and resubmissions of x-rays and appeals of employee time to try and get peanuts. So I think when you really start to look at that, you'll see. I mean, our practice has still grown month over month ever since we dropped all of our insurance. Yeah, it's just like that process that you need to start having. Yeah, and don't start too fast. Give yourself a pace. It's just like if you're losing weight or running a marathon. Yeah. You know, you don't start out with 26 miles your second day. <laughs> but if you're committed to doing a mile a week in your training, you'll get there. And it'll be not as painful as you think. Yeah. No, definitely. Awesome, Nicole. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And if anyone has further questions, you can definitely find her in the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group or where can they reach out to you directly? Oh, uh, on Facebook. I'm Nicole Bain or uh, my practice is called Moonlight Beach Dental. And I have a video on there to my patients about why we no longer accept insurance. If anyone wants to look at it or copy it or put their own spin on it, I would encourage people to look at that also. Awesome. So guys, go in the show notes below and check that out. And Nicole, thank you for being with me on this Monday morning marketing episode. You're amazing. Keep doing what you do. 